and you're going too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch girl, but it's going too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, money won't get you too far, get you too far We're back at actually the Hall of Snokes are back for the third kind of consecutive week. I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, we're not we're pretty on a close. consecutive week. I mean, yeah. like, you know, my, minus a Super Bowl, but it's like Super yeah. Bowl is like a holiday. It's like it's hard to. Yeah, true. And I think I think we got one of the best like playoff to Super Bowl years that we'll probably have. Ever. Oh, it was so good. Just yeah. start to finish. Yeah. I, I think I uh, thoroughly enjoyed Pretty much the after the Steelers were out, <laughs> the rest of the playoffs were uh, pretty enjoyable. The, the first weekend was awful, but yeah, the first weekend definitely. Was Danny, not, are you a exception. Steelers fan? Yeah, yeah, I'm a bro. Born, the born and raised in Pittsburgh. The Steelers this year, like, I mean, I look. Big Ben is a, is a great quarterback and stuff, but it's like he just. He, in the pregame interview, he's like, "Yeah, we're a pretty bad team. I mean, I'll be surprised <laughs> if we win this one, you know." Yep. Like, and then it's like the worst case of just completely phoning it the fuck in. They were like, <laughs> kind of mad. You can tell they're kind of mad they made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he definitely just wanted to kind of get out and not have to worry about like recovering every every Monday morning. Yeah, he want to get back into those bar rooms. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh yeah. No, those are some really fucking entertaining games, especially like the uh what do you call it? The divisional and the, the conference rounds or whatever, and not to mention the Super Bowl, but also bro, the fucking halftime show was pretty pretty rad. I finally feel like I was the target demographic for the halftime show, which must mean I'm <laughs> old enough. Yeah, yeah. Those were all the those are all the memes, right? Where it's like people are like, oh, finally they're doing a halftime show for like cool young people and all these old people like Paul McCartney, Rolling Stone shit. And then a moment of realization of like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I am the old person now. I mean, there definitely was looking through that halftime show. I was like, man, some of these dudes like 50 cent. It's like dude looked on. He looked. Pushed, he looked on tilt from hanging on the roof for a few seconds. It's like, yeah, dude, you I'm go fucking hang pretty, upside down. I'm pretty sure he could have not done like a, like a, whatever you call those, like a, a curl up or whatever from where he was. He was kind of like, help me. <laughs> I did. You see the video of him? He got up and did it and then undid it all by himself. So, like, I don't know, dude. I, you go fucking do that and tell me how well it goes. I mean, yeah, it wouldn't go well. Um, uh, I'm also not trying to do the halftime show, so. Well, I feel like he probably did a pretty good job, a lot better than you could have. So, aren't you fucking? I suggest you let that one marinate. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna sit on that. the The claim that I could not have done a hip hop halftime show has really hurt my feelings, and I'm not sure that this hostile environment is a safe place for me to continue. It is not. I'm, I'm pretty confident I could make a, a good like background dance or something i, don't, I could yeah, be i mean i could be a hype like, I could, man yeah i could be hype i could do dr sure, Dre. Like, i mean i could be the guy there. sitting next to the snoop on the couch when he fucking walks by in the basement but like you know like to climb upside down and then do that whole thing and then climb back up 
on the fucking normal ground and like finish out the song, bro. Like, good luck. Yeah, I don't know. Man is a national treasure. Or being recruited into the acrobatic dance team. Not that fucking attitude. Anyway. I think some Star Wars oh, yeah. happened also in the past, past couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Let's hit it. Oh, was there supposed to be like a sound effect there or something? I'll we'll, we'll add it in in post. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. I mean, are we supposed to be making our own sound effects as we go? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you guys don't have a sound effect board in front of you? Like, I need to have like a bunch of symbols and like. After uh, space balls, just like. Xylophone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, depends what you're working with. Um, I'm like Carrot Top, where I just have a whole chest full of props. Yeah, like that's whistles. A- you know, like those tubes that you like have at the collar <laughs> store back in the day that you'd flip it over and it would go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I got all. That was the prop. That wasn't me. Just in case you're wondering, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's that good. Great. Well, what were, I. Uh... What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, this is why we have such a high listenership. It's yeah, yeah, I think that's value. I think that's fair. Oh yeah, well, you know, get what you pay for. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh the last the last two Boba Fetts. Why don't you start the- off with the episode six run rundown? Um. Yeah, rundown. What uh, what format were you looking for that rundown in? Um, <laughs> sorry, I just been watching. I, I might have I might have one that you can look at. <laughs> I mean, can you do slam poetry? Yeah, I uh, can do Def Jam poetry. All right. Um, yeah, yeah this is turning so, into the halftime show. Yeah, well, give it a minute. Um, uh, yes. Number six is called From the Desert Comes a Stranger. And it is, there's more Boba Fett in this one. Not a lot more, but there he is in it. I don't know that he actually has a line in it, but he's in it. Um, but yeah, it starts off with uh, some just real, I don't know, some really cool Western shit. I love all the stuff with Cobb Band. I'm a huge um, Timothy Oliphant fan. Uh, he's basically just the character he plays in Justified in in Star Wars, and I'm all fucking here for it. So he's just like rolls up on the pikes and gives them a chance to fuck off, and then they all draw down on him, and he fucking ices them, and then kicks all the spice over and spills it out. And uh, yeah, I like that they kind of started the episode with <laughs> reconnecting it to like the plot of the show that we've been following. Um, wait, wait but, what else did he play? That kind of uh, like Western sheriff type character, so probably the two ones that he's most famous for. Like, he played dead, was a marshal in Deadwood first, like okay, almost 20 years ago. And then the, the bartender that's like the weak way that keeps showing up, he was also the bartender in Deadwood. Um, right, I, I gotta check this out because, like, I, I definitely need more uh, Cobb Vanth in my life. Yeah, yeah, Deadwood, and it, there's only like two seasons of it, and then it got canceled. But then they brought it back and did a, a HBO movie, like maybe two years ago. Um, okay, 
and it's it's pretty good it's pretty quick to kind of like run through all the the episodes but justified is also another show that he it's like i guess it's it's like more of a western vibe but it's set in kentucky and iran i don't know there's probably like seven seasons maybe um on fx in the like and it's like the same era as like when you know fucking sons of anarchy and like all those like late 2000s era fucking shows but it's super dope he just plays this like super swaggy uh fucking shit talking marshal uh for like the u.s marshal service basically um and so his character in this show is very very similar to uh the other character Raylan in that in Justified, which is a super dope show uh, for anybody that likes that Western type of vibe for sure. Cool. Sorry, my uh, my dog might make some sound effects because he wants to play tug of war right now. <laughs> yeah, I had to mute my uh, microphone because the dog kept he brought over a cow rib rib bone and just kept dropping it on the floor over and over again. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun game. Yep, my dog just having a. Uh, stuff squirrel that i i guess i have to play with it with <laughs> um yeah so there's that's like really the i don't know the cold open or whatever you want to call it it's just like that little shootout and then <laughs> to like remind us that the show of like what's been happening in on tattooing and then uh it cuts away and i was very surprised that we immediately got to go see all the stuff on I still don't know if they've named what planet is where Luke's building his academy. Yeah, what planet is that? I was wondering that as well. I don't I don't like I was trying to look it up and I don't think they've they've specified actually what it's called. And do we do we assume this is the same planet that we see in like the Rise of Skywalker uh the Last Jedi were like that they have confirmed, yeah. They just haven't okay. said what it's called. All right. But yeah, it's the same that where you see it like burning in the in the his flashbacks or whatever. So the temples being built by the it droids are the temples we see destroyed by Kylo in the in the future. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is in the past of the uh the last Jedi, but Star right. Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I was I really Again, I don't know. I feel like people, you know, hate on on the fact that, you know, they move away a lot in these episodes five and six from the core plot or whatever. But I don't know, dude, I I was not expecting to get all the stuff that we got in the first half of this episode. And I was honestly some of my favorite shit I've ever seen. So I'm not going to complain too much about it kind of going a different way, like. I thought at most we were going to get a super short scene, you know, of him on the planet or whatever. I definitely didn't think we were going to get all the Luke stuff that we got or our fucking uh, Ahsoka. That that fucking Kate caught me really off guard. I was not expecting to like ever really see those two together. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, what did you guys think about? Because it's really like the first half of the episode is all all on whatever that planet is. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was a little conflicted about it because, like, I loved it. I want, like, it's what I wanted to see. I just, w- I don't know if I was ready to see it yet. Like, I felt like I'm being spoiled for a future, like, Star Wars episode or series or something. But at the same time, like, 
it's it's awesome to see. I think uh, the fact that it feels like we're getting spoiled is is maybe just an indicator of just the heights to which the next installment of this stuff is is going to go. Um, I know people were sassy about this, but I actually think uh, from the spacing and the filming schedule or whatever that, and honestly, even the the title, that Book of Boba Fett was always intended as a piece of the Mandalorian story, right? Like, and so I think Boba Fett will, well, I hope Boba Fett will continue to figure in future chapters of the Mandalorian as well. And I just, uh, for me, I think it just speaks to the, the emotional intensity of the trajectory that we're on here, that this feels like, Oh no, don't show us this. Cause we, we all want the Mando like storyline to be super awesome, but I actually have no doubt that it's going to be. I, I know this is an original thought, but I, I think, what like kind of like mimicked was kind of the style of storytelling Clone Wars does, where you kind of have like little mini stories or mini arcs throughout the series. Yeah, so like I think they like a very small. I think this is kind of like a test run for that if they want to like really expand this and make this like one cohesive like Disney Plus verse or whatever. Yeah, I agree. So with that in mind, when I kind of took my mind out of like, this is a story about Boba Fett, it was awesome to see. For me, this is my favorite episode of, of this season, for sure. Um, and I actually, for me, it's actually because of the fact that we're stitching together all the things that I just so unabashedly love. <laughs> and I was, uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about the, uh luke um like representation because i actually did not really realize they have hired there's like a guy who's acting all of that and he looks a lot like a young mark hamill and then he's being subtly tweaked i I was wondering about like how the hell are they doing this because it was not you know when he's just a single cutscene, i assumed it was all just cgi and so did you ever see the they put out a like behind the scenes for the Mandalorian season two that kind of showed how they did some of it? No, I actually didn't see that. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's basically a deep fake. I mean, like you said, they have a guy and the guy that they hired is a different guy who who was um, the body double in last season. Um, but the guy who's the body double for all the Luke stuff for this season apparently is actually from Missoula, uh, where we're from, but I never fucking heard his name before. There was a post on the Star Wars Underworld where they were talking, they showed it or had an interview clip where he was talking about growing up in Missoula and then ended up being the guy who happened to play Luke Skywalker. And essentially it's like a super, super advanced deep fake. And it looks, I think it looks way better than the Mando season two, which looked pretty good. Um, but this looks like real. Yeah, I think I, I was saying the same thing because when you rewatch that Mando season two, you can tell kind of yeah. the same with like when they did Tarkin in uh, Rogue, Rogue One. One. Like yeah, you can definitely yeah. tell now, but like this one was a lot, it was a lot more lifelike and realistic 
Totally. Yeah. And I, I watched it. I, I watched Rogue One this morning, and then I also rewatched these episodes this morning. <laughs> I, have a, I got a lot going on, guys. <laughs> um, but but you're totally right. Like it's it's that kind of like uncanny valley a little bit with both Leia and Tarkin, and also with with Luke in Mando season two. But this is like photo real. This is oh, so the interesting thing too is that like. Um, and I have mixed feelings about, you know, people always putting out videos about, like, oh, I did it better. Um, but after Mando season two, somebody on YouTube, a YouTuber put out a like, hey, I kind of improved the deep fake on Luke uh, in Mando. And Lucasfilm actually ended up hiring that guy and that he helped them do this. So that was pretty interesting, I thought. Um, but yeah, so the other thing is the voice, right, is um at first i was like thinking oh it's mark hamill and they've like had him record lines and then they've adjusted it to mimic his voice or whatever but it actually apparently is um they have so much old audio recordings of him they've created an a fucking ai an arnold soundboard you literally uh, exactly a soundboard (laughs) where like They've created this program where they can like feed. They have so many like hundred and whatever hours of dialogue of him at that younger age that they've created this AI that you can just type lines into. It's like the episode of 30 Rock where like they figure out a computer has like Jack Donaghy's voice or whatever it is. It's really and, important for us, for us to figure out how to do this with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Like in order yeah. to make prank phone calls. I think that's the only like really meaningful use of this technology well Absolutely. i mean you're not you're you're not wrong um but yeah <laughs> i don't know it that it was wild to me like it just felt like fucking time traveling to watch some of that luke luke stuff and and i uh like i said i wasn't really expecting to get that much of it and and i definitely when they're like okay ahsoka talks to mando and she's like hey if you uh you know if you see him you're just gonna make it harder and it makes sense that she of all people would be like worried about people being overly attached after watching what happened to anakin but um then he leaves and once he flew off i assumed okay that's it like cool that was awesome and then it like cuts back to luke and we get this whole fucking training montage where they're doing jumpy flips running around with yodas and backpacks fucking doing little spinny lightsaber moves um yeah i fucking love so when do you think like, we're gonna get lightsaber grogu i mean because this we really got teased pretty hard there i don't know i don't know that we are at this point it's so hard to say what they're gonna do with it like because it i mean i it's a virtual guarantee that we're gonna get grogu with a little spinny jump lightsaber like I well, feel like he that ends has up to with happen. the dark saber someday, you know. Like <laughs> I don't know. We were so close because wouldn't wouldn't Grogu kind of weirdly be like the perfect one to be the new, uh, uh, what was the guy Tar Vizsla, the first Jedi Mandalorian? Like, wouldn't it make sense? Yeah, for Grogu. Vizsla. Yeah, for Grogu to like, uh take that mantle i don't know everyone's thinking that din jaren is gonna be the new mandalore ruler or whatever but who knows maybe it'll end up being grogu but he still can't really talk so maybe not i think it's part <laughs> i'm still going with jar jar binks 
Yeah, Stop. Darth Jar Jar from the Long Con. I don't know. I, I'm getting a lot of questions about Grogu now because he he's he's 50 years old. They established that in the first Mandalorian season, so he was around yeah. during like the uh, like he definitely knew like all the Jedi. Like, yeah, well, we get a fucking Order 66 flashback, yeah. which I was and, like, not expecting that either. That's, that's why I'm cool. wondering, like, did did he like kind of like do some like mind wipe of his memory, and that's why he can't talk anymore, or like? Well, I think I they kind of well, he's still. It. An infant, I think, right? In so he's species. Yeah. Take a while. Okay. Because, like, also, some of the they, things, they, like, us, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, was, I was just going to say that they, they've, like, alluded to it a little bit as far as he, him basically having repressed a bunch of those memories. Okay. So, so like, that whole conversation between Luke and, Luke and Ahsoka wasn't necessarily him, like, being more advanced than them. He just, he says so many press memories at I don't know. It's, yeah I think that was what kind of what they said in Mando season two as well is that like he essentially suppressed his like repressed his memories and cut off his connection to the force to hide his abilities to, to survive okay because I, I don't know I, I guess in like my head theories like um thinking maybe he actually knows a lot more than knows a lot more about what's going on than he's like leading on yeah maybe right I don't, it's it's really unclear like it's funny like probably everyone's favorite character but like a character we really don't actually know shit about yeah um yeah so there's a whole fucking run around he makes him shoots lasers at the baby um and makes him like balance mr miyagi style out on the fucking lake and i saw some pretty funny memes about like din jaren calling gurgu and then him being like telling him about how school's going and then din freaking he's like he's he did what (laughs) is it just fucking like basically throwing this kid to the wolves but um yeah and then we get to see luke and ahsoka together which I don't know. I thought that was pretty fucking awesome. It's not something I ever expected we would see, much less in this show. Do you want to bring up the question that I asked you, Matt? <laughs> I mean, clearly you, do you guys, do. Do you guys think that they were doing it? I mean, clearly... Okay, like, make your case. Like, clearly you think that they were. I mean, it, I kind of got some vibes. That's all I'm saying is that they were vibing. Yeah, just like by them, like with the eyes that they made at each other. Yeah. And I, I mean, also, like, I kind of think. Oh, that's a little weird. Like, it, it's kind of like. It, it's almost like, like a stepsister. Like, yeah. Or like, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it, feels, it feels wrong to me. But Luke is an eligible bachelor. I mean, he is, but he's arguably like a priest. Like, you know, Jedi's are pretty much celibate. And I think the whole thing that they're setting up is that he's basically repeating all of the same problems of the old Jedi Order, which is just being too strict with their shit. And so I think Luke is arguably more like he's like, he's, he's probably celibate. Well, all I'm going to say is it's not like those old Jedi Order were all that celibate either. 
<laughs> well, and I well. don't think the priest you compared him to today can really be called that either. So, <laughs> all right. Well, we're getting into some dark. <laughs> we're going down a dark alley here. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, so here's interesting. Speaking of cross pollination, since that's come up inevitably yet again, obviously talking about um, Max Trebo. Uh, oh, well, no, well, that I mean that at the end, but that's not a cross pollination question. Um, oh, I thought we I, were going to talk about different things. I saw a bunch of memes about um, uh, the Gamorians and them being the offspring of Kermit and Miss Piggy, and kind of oh, blew gosh. my mind. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, clearly that cross pollination is possible, at least in. Muppet. So, I mean, other than the green color, what do they have that ties them with Kermit the Frog? I feel like that's a pretty big... I feel like that's a pretty big one. Also... The green pigs? Yeah. Like, both Kermit and Piggy have, like, a more complicated speech system. And the Gamorreans just make pig noises, right? They just... No, they speak Huttese. Oh, okay. Fucking racist? What do they really speak? Hatties? Oh, like, it's just a bunch of Yeah, dude, I watched it with the subtitles on, and it says in Hatties, blah 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 blah. Yeah, but like, they, what the sounds that came out were, bro. This is some borderline super racist shit right now. Like I, these pick <laughs> you sitting here doing up. impressions. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like we've been set adrift here. Um, but yeah, okay. So, there's the argument. Okay, to be now made. you know I'm just gonna no, keep this we on go. this we've because according on. to uh, according to Wikipedia, Gamorese uh, is a simply just a bunch of lexicon, mainly nouns and verbs with a primitive syntax. Yeah, but they can't learn another fucking Gamorreans, language. Uh, let's see. Gamorians use words as their names. The meaning of a Gamorian name is more or less some kind of threat. Bro, you they have no sophisticated chill. written I, language. Sometimes I really hate having a fucking doctor of Scientology or whatever the fuck you do on as on here because you just got to fucking like, well, let me read you a research paper about Gamorreans. Like, dude, and says the language we've moved on. The language was composed primarily of porcine squealing and grunts. <laughs> bro. Yeah, bro. Which that I believe old... makes me justified in my description. Yeah, what fucking racist-ass website did you find that on? Wikipedia. StarWars.com. Wow. A website that's literally gentrifying an entire race just for their fucking name because they think it's a funny joke, dude? Come on. Are you going to sort of start unpacking? Um, like the sort of systemic uh, discrimination within the Star Wars media universe, bro. This is a whole podcast top to itself. You're the one that's fucking like pouring gas on that fire. Well, I mean, it's, it's an important topic for us to get to. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously. Um. <laughs> well we've shut up we've shut up Hall and one of the Snokes with this so I think yeah well 
No, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of uh, some around. way to interject myself <laughs> in this conversation. I don't think there's any way I could do it without like saying something. You could start squealing yeah. like a pig with porcine. porcine. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Well, I started thinking about like the, the genetics of like a pig and a frog, and like maybe they just don't quite line up white, so that's why. But like then I yeah, let's get back I, to I don't that. They're bipedal. They're bipedal, like upright. Yeah, standing. but I mean, this is not so a, is Miss like, Piggy. Miss Piggy is bipedal. Miss Piggy yeah. is basically already Gamorrean, is what we're saying. And I mean, if you if you like, yeah. And so how did they? There get are green? threads connecting the Star Wars universe to Muppet Babies. Like it's yeah, dude. And there's Star Wars crossovers with Muppets. There are many Star yeah. Wars actors have been on Muppets, and they've done Star Wars skits. Like I think the Gamorreans are a cross between Miss Piggy and an enormous green hog. Baby. So 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 you're saying so okay, so you're saying that the Gamorrean are, you're saying that they're a cross between Miss Piggy and a Gamorrean is basically yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, so, <laughs> so so why does she even why is she even involved? Miss Piggy is like, a Gamorrean, like, I guess. I guess there's maybe just she's for, just for star power at this point. Bro. Bro. Well, I think at this point I've established that Miss Piggy is a is a Gaborian. Like, yeah, I think yeah, actually, they, Danny, that makes way more sense. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we don't see any female Gaborians, and like they they could have different skin tones. It's it's completely. Their defining characteristics are sort of bipedal, chubby pig people, and, and oh, so now we're fat shaming them. <laughs> no, it's just their traditional sort of body plan, bow plan, as, as they call it. Bro, all right. Can, can, can we fucking can we it's it's dead and buried. Can we move on? Yeah. All right. Um I give a Jedi funeral for that fucking joke. Um <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty much the first half of the episode. And then uh cuts back to um Mando cruising back to Tatooine and hooks up with Boba. And then uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure he doesn't actually say anything. And it's funny because the same people that would like complain about him, like, "Oh, they're changing him from the original trilogy." And then when he like stands there and doesn't say anything, and like, "Well, he didn't do anything." <laughs> it's like, well, that's all he did in the fucking original trilogy was stand there silently. Yeah. But <laughs> right, this was the most true to Boba Fett we'll ever get. Yeah, I think exactly. So. That, that is actually really uh, funny come to think of it because I remember a lot of complaints about like Boba Fett talking too much in the first like uh few episodes and then they there's like two or three episodes in a row where he like he barely speaks at all. There's right. little of them. Um and then he's like, Oh, don't even worry. I got some fucking buddies who can help us out because we need some extra foot soldiers or whatever. So he rolls back to uh, Moss Pelgo, or they're now calling it Freetown, which is what it was being called in the, um, <coughs> what are they called, the Aftermath books. Um, and he talks with uh, Cobb Bant. <coughs> and um, I thought it was kind of, oh, they fly by the, the crate Dragon skull being mounted as a fucking hood ornament <laughs> for the Jawas. And then when he when they get to the bar, you see that they've taken the the crate dragon uh, rib bones and used it to decorate the bar with, which I thought was cool. Um, 
And basically it's just like, hey, uh, we need some fucking bodies. And they're like, eh, it's a hard maybe. I'll, <laughs> I'll ask the town at a town meeting. And then he pieces out and then get pretty pretty dope cameo. I think a lot of people maybe expected or knew or whatever that was coming, but it was still one of the fucking coolest things I've seen in a while, I would say, to see Cad Bane fucking show up in person, especially after, I don't know, just seeing that character for so long on, on different TV shows. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What did you guys think about it? I was not spoiled or had any idea that it was coming. Nice. And then when they started him walking in, I, I was like, no way. Like, <laughs> like I knew immediately, but I, I couldn't. You yeah, know, you wouldn't could, believe it. Yeah. I wouldn't believe it until I had. I was like, no way. Um, so that was kind of cool for me. Um, I didn't realize it was spoiled beforehand. So that's I, I didn't get spoiled, but apparently a lot of people had like, I don't know, predicted it or, or uh, apparently okay. there were a lot of rumors about it. I managed to not get spoiled on it either. Um, but yeah, like I, I really loved how they did that whole reveal where it's just like, you know, long wide shot of him walking up in the fucking, you know, haze of the desert. And mm-hmm. like you said, you can just barely see the outline of the hat. Cause I, I feel like we've talked on this podcast specifically about him appearing in live action before. And I was just like, God, that's awesome right yeah i i fucking loved it i love uh uh what cory burton the voice same guy from the clone wars like he just fucking chews on the scenery bro and i i'm i'm fucking here for it yeah i I was gonna say i i definitely was not spoiled i i guess like i uh again like not the biggest clone wars like Ever, right? Like, dive as eating burritos right now. <laughs> no, that's my dog. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, but um, so like, I didn't recognize who it was at first. So it took me a little bit to to kind of make the connection that oh, that's Cad Bane because I remember him from the uh, the Bad Batch most recently. Right, because you haven't watched as much Clone Wars. Yeah, right? that's, that's what I was trying to get to. I, I haven't watched right. as much Clone Wars, so I don't know his entire backstory. But I know he did have like some history with Boba Fett, and it's he's definitely like one of the cooler characters that uh have come. He was my series. biggest my biggest prediction for somebody that would show up in terms of yeah. bounty hunters in the Boba Fett series. So that was that was kind of fun for me, just to kind of like figure try to figure out who who it was finally when he uh when he arrived and then sorry i'm trying to get a squeaker toy out of a dog's mouth <laughs> no you're good <laughs> so so for somebody who like that is not as big of a uh character for for you like did did that reveal like did that still land for you oh yeah and- yeah i i think i uh pretty much got the full effect of what they were trying to do is like introduce this kind of intimidating meaningful character and like i do of the character but like i didn't realize like how how much of like a sharp shooter he was and how like intimidating he was to like the until that scene and like it, it definitely landed for somebody who doesn't like who did kind of go through the whole clone wars experience yeah i love how just how powerful he is you know it's like they really did like they make him so 
just uh, dangerous. Yeah, and it's also also awesome how they establish how like uh, Cobb Vanth is, is he's a pretty good sharpshooter too. Like he uh, that opening scene, he takes out three of the pikes with, with like basically before one can get a shot off. So like right. it's not like he's he's like so like like schlub or something that he's going up against. So it's 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 definitely a, uh, the tension in that shootout yeah. scene with the deputy was so so good. Yeah, like I'm I'm definitely loving like the uh the old West vibes they, they they're they're laying down there. Right, yeah. Cad Bane is like the most fucking old West vibes of any. Like he's literally I've ever seen good, the bad, and the ugly, but he's based on, I guess, <laughs> the bad. Uh, Lee Van Cleef is the like guy who fucks the fucking like mustache twirling villain in that. Um, and yeah, like Dave. Dave Filoni straight up said that he, Cad Bane is like one for one based on that character. Um, and it, yeah, it shows because he's just fucking ice cold killer. And yeah, I love that whole fucking scene. They they make it very clear. And then there's a, you know, post credit scene in the next episode. Uh, they confirm it. But like they make it pretty clear that he's he, that Cobb Vance didn't die. Like you can see that he gets shot in the shoulder. So you kind of figure he's not going to die. But then rewatching it with the subtitles is funny because there, I think, were six different lines that were like, you don't really hear, right? Like, they're not loud enough that you actually hear them. But when you, you know, it's one that if you have the subtitles on, you'll see it across the screen. And at five or six different lines about like, is he okay? Get him a med pack. Get a stim. Get a bandage. Like, what's wrong with, is he all right? Like, they may they go very fucking far out of their way to let you think that he's probably still alive. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, overall, definitely a really dope scene. Yeah, that is that is one interesting thing because I I always have to watch the the show with the t- subtitles on because I it's three in the a.m. that it when it comes out in the East Coast. So okay. like I don't want to wake up like neighbors or anybody. Since we're doing we're doing everything in one batch, right? We can talk about seven at once right yeah i think i, so. I just held my tongue for a second yeah i mean we're basically at the end of this episode anyway so i mean you guys saw the post credits thing right yeah yeah okay yeah because i was it, it was kind of sounding like you uh you missed that that piece of oh, no I, I i like i was alluding to it but just saying that like they can they confirm it later obviously that he's alive um, yeah, and, and like, and then his like the, the the bartender though like has a line in, the, in episode seven where he's like, yeah, he he killed him in cold blood or something. Well, they he says they shot him down and shot him blood. down in cold blood. And but it's they like, make you think in that moment that he's dead. Yeah, so that moment, it's like <laughs> they definitely like when you see the scene initially, like he definitely looks like he's still alive. He got shot in the shoulder. They're getting him the medical attention complete like immediately. He's like, all right, he's okay. But then the next episode, he doesn't come. He doesn't come back. I thought he'd like show up at the very in the very like last fight. Yeah, it was a little odd. Like I guess for me, for a post credit scene, it didn't really seem like enough of a big deal to make it like. Did we like really need that? Like I feel like we all probably figured he was still alive. So like to give us that as a post credit, that was like all right. That was a little bit underwhelming. But just com- com- compared that to like. Mando season two post credit where Boba rolls in and fucking 
murders Bib Fortuna, and you're just like, wait, what? What's going on? Like that was a little. Yeah, I agree. Time. It was a little bit of a. Yeah, I, I, I definitely would have uh, traded that post credit scene for like getting five five more minutes of uh, Cobb Vanth in, in the final showdown. Right. Yeah. If he would have came back for that, would have been cool for sure. Um, but uh, I feel like they also they did so much of kind of like what you guys talked about a minute ago. Of, they did so much of setting up already of what's coming next for Ahsoka and for Mando and maybe for Luke stuff and, you know, all the Thrawn stuff that's probably ultimately going to happen that it doesn't super bum me out that we didn't get a big stinger of a post credit scene because they already set up a lot of other cool shit. But, um, yeah, so just to kind of wrap up, I guess, this this episode before we go uh, to the last one, there's just, well, there's there's the scene with Luke and um, Grogu where he shows him Yoda's lightsaber and, and then the, um, the armor and, and makes him choose. And then um, I thought that was really cool because that's just like a one-for-one shot for shot basically from the uh i guess officially it's lone wolf and cub is like the actual movie series <laughs> i'm a fucking uh de- degenerate and i've only seen shogun assassin which is the like weird bastardized american dubbed version of lone wolf and cub but it's the like super violent samurai movies that mando is like loosely based on of this dude rolling around with a baby. People are always trying to get him. Um, and basically at the start of that movie, like a, a bunch of assassins roll up, kill the mom and the dad and the baby. The dad sits the baby down and is literally like, yo, here's his sword or a ball. And if you pick the ball, like you're not going to live. And if you pick the sword, then you can come with me and we can go fuck shit up. <laughs> and he picks the sword in the show and then obviously they run around and fuck shit up and the baby has like fucking knives that like shoot out of his little baby cart it's wild it's so violent and crazy um but it's great and uh yeah so i thought it was cool that they did a a more direct reference to that see in my mind i thought it was a a reference to the matrix where you had like the red blue red pill blue pill but I guess it's, it's that's probably a reference to that as well. So, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that was a cool, cool little scene. Uh, it's cool to see Luke having Yoda's lightsaber. Uh, and then, yeah, it ends with basically the uh, what's it called? Garza's Sanctuary, the bar, basically, uh, where uh, the pikes roll up and uh, it kind of reminds me, reminded me of the like the beginning of uh, the Untouchables, where that dude rolls in and like bomb drops a bomb in the restaurant. Uh, it's a lot of like gangster movie vibes in this this season, I feel like. And uh, yeah, they just fucking ice everybody in the bar. Although specifically. They show the droid playing the drums and they show the, the Bith guy or whatever he is playing jizz. But Max Rebo is not shown to be there when the bomb goes off. 
Yes, which is very important. And I, I like yeah. purposely looked through that several times. We need, yeah, we need to talk about that. This is probably the most important part of the show here yeah. is what the fate of Max Rebo. Um, yeah, know, I haven't Max seen himself been, Mark safe on Facebook. Yet. Yeah, Max, Max has navigated through. I mean, he's a savvy player, right? He's a musician to like mob bosses and bad characters. And I think that. He, he might have seen the writing on the wall here, you know. Yeah, he definitely got a tip so, over. Like he's... Max didn't show up to work, you know. He knew uh, what was coming, and maybe some people were sweating at their collars at work that day when the bomb went off. So yeah, I mean, so he, he's just gonna let his friends die and, and like not. I even... don't know. I'd be curious to know. I want to know. Maybe it'll come up in a comic or something. I want to know what Any happened better. that day. No, I, I bet what what's going on is like he definitely like is is talent that is coveted by different factions all over the galaxy and like obviously like he probably have some pike friends they probably gave him a tip okay okay so that's, like that's... you think like he's worked for them in the past and like yeah probably like some all right i mean yeah, like how is boba gonna cement his rule on tatooine if he doesn't have max rebo band with the tunes you know you need some good red ball jet organ jizz whaling in order to to cement, you know, instill, impress your subjects, you know? Yep. I mean, look, he's slowly building the menagerie, right? He's got the rancor now. Like, he's just got to – all right, yeah, all right. You've, you've, you guys have made a pretty compelling case. Um, yeah, so I guess that's, like, the final piece to his um, – uh, I don't know, crime family, I guess if you want to say, but you know, so fucking thoughts and prayers, T's and P's for Max. Um, and I'm even thinking back to like the uh, the return of the Jedi now, like I, I bet Lando kind of found a way to escort him off the uh, the bar. Yeah, I want to know how Max got out of that. Yeah, well, I, I, like I, clearly, 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 there were um. There's like the big sail barge, but then there's a lot of little small crafts. You know what I mean? So it's not un yeah, it's what I mean. It's not unreasonable that yeah that Max got himself onto a fucking skiff once he saw shit was going sideways. Like it's pretty clear. Like when like by the time shit ends and actually gets blown up, they're using the cannons off the skiff, right? I'm pretty sure. And at that point, it's like all the other guys, all the guards and whatever have been probably dead for a minute. So there's a reasonable amount of time in between where you could see like them letting the musicians get on their own little skiff and fucking peace out. Like they don't need to kill musicians. Yeah, yeah. What I like? wonder is if Ma Max is like a red ball jet organ might have like, I don't know, is there an escape hatch down there? Is it like, does it double as like a little getaway ship i mean who knows mm, like yoda's little floaty thing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah just press the button I mean, these are, like, yeah fair, <laughs> these are fair questions like professor x's you know uh sort of hover chair yep um word all right well yeah so i guess i would probably give this episode like a nine it's pretty fucking solid for me it didn't really bother me that it kind of continues to, you know, spend a big chunk of it going away from the quote unquote main story. But I, I do think, you know, how like um, 
Mandalorian was had a backdoor pilot for this show. This show had a backdoor Mando episode, and I would say, arguably, is setting up a lot of other stuff. You know, they're setting up where Ahsoka's at going into her show, and I. I don't know. I would like to hope that there's some possibility that this is also them testing the waters of like, hey, can we do more young Luke stuff? Is that like technologically and financially viable? I don't know if we're going to get a fucking series or who knows what we'll get. Right. But um, I'm all, all the extra shit that we got in this, all the Grogu stuff and the Luke and Ahsoka and whatever. Um was none of that was a bad thing to me. Like, I know it went a different direction than some people thought, but I loved all that shit. Um, felt like fucking time traveling to me, watching that version of Luke. As they, They've clearly figured it out how to I'm do going, it. I go nine and a half here. I, I have honestly no complaints other than the fact that this wasn't the complete, like, emotional climax of the series that, I would take any points off. So. Yeah, I think I'd go nine. That's pretty solid for me. Uh, I was going to go nine, but you know what? I'm just going to go nine and a half just to bash. Well, it, this, yeah. is, this is like one of the those episodes I'm just like thoroughly satisfied with like all the Star Wars storytelling that it does. And how it like touches on almost every facet of like Star Wars, <laughs> like animation, the prequels, the, the sequels. Like, I guess the, the last episode did that kind of a little bit too. The one thing I will say though is like, I don't, I'm like conflicted with uh, the whole like computer generated deep fake Luke Skywalker. Cause like it, it definitely works, but I'm wondering like, will it work for like an entire series? Right. So, like, I'm wondering, like, would I prefer them just to recast Luke Skywalker? Or would I rather see this, like, the deep fake technology for six or seven episodes? I had, right. uh, I had that same thought, and I actually think I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm ready for them to recast, and I kind of wish they would recast him now while Mark Hamill's around to like help and, like, I don't know. Yeah, like I, yeah. I know they could probably do it convincingly, but like, at what point can we like, if they pass pass the torch to Han Solo, even though I don't know if he's ever gonna show up again, Aaron Alden Drake, his name, Alden Aaron Drake. Alden, yeah. Alden Aaron Drake, yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I thought it would be cool if they did recast. I, I think there's like cool potential to recast Luke Skywalker. I agree. Yeah, I think they it would be cool them. to see Sebastian Stan. I know that's kind of like the fan casting that everyone has has thrown around there a lot. But it's but, like, okay, I guess what I would say for me, if 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 what if we had only seen the the little clip of him at the end of Mando season two, I would say, yeah, recast him. If you can give me seven or eight episodes of this level of quality i would take that and then recast them and that would feel like a really good solid proper fucking goodbye to that character but like i also totally feel like 
it's a lot of people I think are kind of in that same boat of like, you know, it, it, it's really cool what they're doing with the technology, but, but, but the, I, the potential of, I guess, how much more story potential there might be if you could just have somebody else play him. And then you don't have to worry about spending fucking $10 million an episode on crazy technology you can just say, okay, cool. This is him now. This is what he looks like. And I bought it with um, Solo. And and if if we can buy it with that, I think, you know, we'll buy it for for Luke. Yeah. But uh, I guess there's a the reason I'm not being paid by uh, Lucasfilm to, to make these decisions. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think probably a lot of people feel the way you guys said though about like wanting to recast him. But at the same time, I, there's a part of me that just fucking squealed when I saw that shit. You know what I mean? It was yeah. pretty pr- pretty rad to see. Um, at, okay, so but to talk about the the I guess the last episode, honestly, for a second, got faked out at the beginning. Thought we we're gonna fucking see him again because. You see the X-wing fucking roll up with R2D2 flying into to to uh, Moss Eisley, and I'm just like, no, no fucking way. And like, okay, that one was a fake out, but yeah, uh, yeah, I remember ex- having the exact same reactions. Like, no, are, are we actually getting Luke Skywalker back on Tatooine to fight next to Boba Fett? Like, what's what's going right. on? Right, yeah, that would have been hard to achieve in in one episode, um, but. Uh, yeah, and then they, it, it was a little bit like, man, you're going to shoot at this kid, you're going to fucking throw his ass into a lake, and then when he decides to leave, you just fucking, you can't even be bothered, you just send him out in a fucking space in a fucking autopilot, like, I know it's R2, he's safe, obviously, but it's like, wow, dude, that's pretty fun, <laughs> that's pretty savage, just like, here's your kid back, no note, no nothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, passive aggressive is all hell. Yeah, I don't know. And then, okay, yeah. So, uh, then they go to the the bombed out bar, and they're just like, okay, where are we gonna make our last stand? Uh, I don't hate that they decided to stay there because their whole vibe throughout the whole thing is about like, oh, nobody fucking believes your leader, nobody respects you, whatever. And so I think the idea of like, yeah, if you piece out back to the palace, like might be tactically better, but it's going to look like you're a little bitch running to hide. This was a a particular sticking point for, for whatever reason, for some of the internet toxics, like, and I don't, I kind of don't understand it. Um, Like the thing, there was a whole stink about, Oh, we're gonna hide out in this bar in the middle of town, and Dude, then people were really mad about the... you're gonna hide out in the saloon till the fucking shootout happens. Like it's a very western. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And but also people got really mad about the idea that now Boba Fett, these are his people or something, right? And yeah, but he's lived, he's been on Tatooine for like the last five years at this point, and was literally adopted by the Tuscans. Like, I think it's fair for him especially somebody who was an orphan and a clone who literally never had a, a place 
or group of people in his life other than other like bounty hunters. I think it's totally fair to to like see that he would finally view that place as some type of home and and whatever. But I don't know. It's one of those things where like you either buy it or you don't. I guess. Yeah, I I I find myself just being annoyed at the nitpickiness. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I think it's not like people. I saw like. I don't think you're allowed to have criticisms, but I think there's when you talk about plot points and like what makes sense and what does it, it's a real easy to get lost in the weeds in that in Star Wars because there's you could poke a lot of holes in a lot of, of <laughs> like what happens and does it make sense and is you know what I mean? It's like when you start doing the like Lord of the Rings, well, why didn't they just fucking ride the Eagles? It's like, all right, well. <laughs> cool like i don't know like maybe some of us want to enjoy it i'm not saying you shouldn't ever fucking criticize shit or think they could do better or whatever but it's like how mad people get about it i think it's usually pretty telling about uh that 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 person that individual (laughs) it's like you can have a criticism but people fucking melt down about some of this shit and it's kind of funny I i shared the meme the other day where it's just like three people one person is like violently attacking the other and then the third person is just sitting on the fucking lawn chair eating popcorn and they, they, all three of them were captioned star wars fans <laughs> so, like uh and yeah it's just funny man like i i don't know like I, i'm not saying everything i think people want everything to either be like the best thing ever or it's a piece of shit like there's n- not a lot of room for Oh, I like this part, but not that part. And I don't, again, I know we've talked about it a million times to death, but like it wouldn't be Star Wars if there wasn't a little part of it that I thought was stupid. Yeah, yeah I will that... say that there's there's no accident. Like essentially you can predict the high points of this season when you just look at the director list. I mean, episode six was Dave Filoni, right? Uh, before yeah. that, it was Bryce Dallas Howard. And I thought that Robbie Rod redeemed himself with this final one because it was also one of my favorites. But um, I have this the battle in the, this this one for like the finale. Like, I definitely have parts of this battle that I loved, and there are definitely parts of this battle that I was just like, oh man. Yeah, I think there's there's a few of those moments for me. What what were the or the the cringy ones yeah let's go to you. the cringy ones I'm, cringy, I'm like i i feel like you know especially because star wars just gets made fun of the stormtroopers for law so long but i feel like there was like solid three minutes of groups of people running through a street while like robots <laughs> are like slowly chasing them and shooting the ground right behind them over and over again yeah and stuff oh, yeah. um and I, and I still feel like at this point, maybe they won't be now after some criticisms. I feel like they're trying to make the scooter gang into their own thing. <laughs> so there's a lot of like these like one shot heroic shots. I feel that I just did not land for me. It's like, ah, oh, these guys again. But yeah, like yeah. that one, that one spy kid. She's like, uh, she's like, I'll go up on sharp sharpshoot on the oh, roof, bro. But then, yeah. but then she. The other girl that goes with her does all the shooting. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the other girl's like, like I'll just actually distract a sniper. 
<laughs> no, and I yeah, I think those are the moments for me that I think are are the low hanging fruit, but definitely are the cringy parts where it's anything involving them. And I had hope for a moment because I was like, oh look, <laughs> they cornered these guys because they did a kind of like Godfather like betrayal scene where they fucking come and jump everybody, and they they're like. Kersane gets jumped and the fucking other people get jumped and you you think they're about to all just get fucking murdered and I was like oh cool this is how they're gonna redeem it is they're gonna let us watch these guys just get fucking iced <laughs> and everyone's gonna be so happy and then it doesn't happen and then it's just kind of people shooting and nobody's getting hurt and then a few of them die and whatever and then Fennec comes in and saves them and then they fucking come and back and they're still there and then they're still there at the end. And it's like, oh, my God, like, OK, a bunch of them died, but not the most annoying ones. And <laughs> I think it's more annoying to me that they didn't die than anything else. But <laughs> yeah, the, the one that everybody is all up in arms about is the spin, right? Or the guy. I actually didn't guy, remember that. I did, yeah, yeah, I, I commented un- on it when I was watching it. <laughs> the unnecessary, the, so it's, the guy does the little, like, that's a Spy Kids move right there. Um, he yeah. does the, the little, like, spin move to, to shoot the guy. And people were, were, were ripping on it. And, like, yeah, it's silly. Don't get me wrong. But, okay, so I rewatched the episode again today. And the fucking hilarious thing is that about – 15 or 20 minutes before that guy does the spin in one of my favorite parts of the episode when Boba and Mando are just wrecking shit out front of the bar Mando does the exact same fucking move and no one noticed and no one cared because it was a cool character that we like you know what I mean versus like literally 15 minutes and it's the shot the exact same way it's so fucking hilarious to me that actually, like in, I didn't notice this at the time, and actually that's the one speeder kid that I don't hate. Like the, see, I think he's the most annoying looking. I think his vibe is, it, is this the cyborg looking guy? Yeah, with the eye. Yeah. And the the only one who's more annoying looking is the fucking like blonde haired surfer kid with the Doctor Who jacket. Like for me, the the one that speaks the most is the the punk girl with the pink hair and i she's the one that really gets me the most yeah i don't love her character that much but i think her look at least kind of fits in star wars a little bit better for me i actually even might even hate the mod guy from the tattoo parlor more than any of them thundercats (laughs) (laughs) i feel like all these characters like i i they they almost like I feel like I want to give Robert Rodriguez like an animated series just for these guys. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. They belong like, in these guys belong in uh, Star Wars Resistance. Yes, yes, that's that's what I feel from these guys, and like it's not terrible. It's just it it doesn't it's it seems very uh, out of place. Yeah. Well, here's like the difference is like okay, uh, Mando season one maybe or season two, whatever it is where um, it's him and the fucking punk biker kid who they go out to go hunt down Fennec Shan, right? They at least had the sense to go, hey, look, we've created a character. Obviously, everyone's going to not like it. And then they had the sense to kill him at the <laughs> end of the Is that a Robert Rodriguez character as well? No, 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 no. He wasn't involved until later. But um, just in terms of like, similar vibes i bet that kid used to hang out with those fucking mod kids for sure those guys went to school together 
and then he was too annoying even for them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. So like, I would say, honestly, these last couple episodes and really this whole season, it's really, really dope. But if you took away those people and just, okay, so say you took away Drash and Scad, which are their names, by the way. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So take away Drash and Scad and then replace them with like Dengar, Bosk, or like Embo. Yeah. Um, I thought then for sure this, we were going to get some bounty hunters in that. Yes. Role. Yeah. So like we got Chrysanthemum, which is dope, but the got fact Mando. That, that we got Mando, which is dope, but it's like, it, to me, this series would be m- much, much more highly rated by, by me and probably everyone. I think if you just got rid of those, cause that's a huge annoying thing for a lot of people. It's they like, could just ah, do a director's is- cut and just edit them out and really. Yeah. Yeah. Just do a George Lucas. They don't but, infect the plot. Yeah. But anyway, um, other than those things, I, there's a lot of really cool shit. I like the whole betrayal scene. Um, uh, Cad Bane rolls up and basically just like, uh, shit talks Boba trying to goad him into into fighting um and then other, another another godfather reference when he says here's my offer nothing also i fucking loved the the little the little poem that he wrote to <laughs> i fucking wrote it down cuz i thought it shit was hilarious the arid sands of tatooine will once again flourish with flowered fields fertilized with the bodies of your dead like that's a pretty good bar is to just come up off the fucking <laughs> top of your dome when you're in the, like a pressure situation like that. So, uh, good on Boba for uh, really spitting spitting some bars there. And I guess that might count as the book of Boba Fett because he wrote it down. Um, you don't really see him do a lot of writing throughout the rest of the show. Um, but uh, yeah, then then yeah, like I said, Mando and Boba just absolutely wreck shit. Mando does a little spinny move. They just fucking lay waste. Uh, it, I think in the, the Mandalorians have the advantage of like Chris was talking about, you know, that people just fucking shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot and never hit anything. And at least with the Mandos, they can go, okay, they just got hit over and over again in their armor. So they get shot up the fuck, but they're fine because uh, their armor. It's funny because I've been rewatching Rebels a lot recently and there's so many scenes like that where they're like fucking 25 yards away from each other just like behind some crates and they're just like unloading at each other for like i don't know like way 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 too long and it's you know it's i I, it's star wars yeah i i have a lot of those moments i'm like how can you guys not fucking hit anything you guys could throw your gun and hit the other guy but um yeah, I don't know what you guys thought, but I think like for me that Bo Amando scene was one of the fucking coolest things I've seen. See, I've that, ever that was seen. like on the opposite end of my things. I did parts of the battle I didn't really care for. Like this part was awesome. I was like, that was just classic Bo Fett Mandalorian. Fuck everything up. Right, I think it's the type of shit a lot of people were waiting for and and maybe expecting or hoping for earlier in the season but still pretty fucking cool to get it 
Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, honestly, the, the combat stuff was, I feel like in the show was, was dope start to finish. And I didn't even mind a little bit of speeder kid in between, you know, like it, it was that polished and dramatic and uh, just high intensity that it didn't even register. If it, if the speeder kids were, were this episode alone, I wouldn't even have a second thought about them. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, there was enough action, even though it was kind of, the action was all over the place, but I felt like the stakes were high enough and like it, it, I was able to buy it and kind of like genuinely feel like, oh, this is, this is cool. I can't wait to see what happens and how they get out of the situation. Do we, do we get into the Raycor yet? Sorry, I, I had to no, uh, attend yeah. to my dog. Okay. Final, final okay. Cover. Uh, well, yeah, because then the fucking, well, so, oh, then the Freetown people roll up with their little speeder, and then the fucking massive, massive Troidicos show up with their shields and their guns and start wrecking everything. But yeah, then, like Danny said, Bobo fucking pieces out and comes back rotting the Rancor which was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. And I was definitely waiting for the Raincore to come back. So like, I, I kind of saw it coming, but at the same time, like it pulled it off. Like I, I was a little bit skeptical what it would look like to see Boba Fett riding a Raincore, but I was, uh, I don't, it, oh, it did what it did for, I got out of it what I needed to get out of it. <laughs> I think I would have been happy with about half, the amount of like if he fought one with the rancor maybe and it didn't super land for me i was kind of like hey eh, it's cool for a second but that's like uh another five minutes of this i thought it was dope i got i did get by the time we were like re- recreating king kong scenes i was kind of like all right guys enough with the like classic cinema like we yeah. get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was the, the part that i was gonna say next was like when the Raycor goes on the loose and kind of terrorizes the town, I'm like, all right, this is this is more Raycor than I need. But if we just had the, the scenes with Boba Fett on the Raycor, then he just puts it back to sleep or puts it back in the in the Raycor den or whatever, that that'd be fine. Well, fine. I'm just gonna take my Raycor and go home and play with it. Uh, no, nah. <laughs> but no. Nah. Fuck y'all, that shit was amazing. I'll fucking watch another half hour of Rancor destroying that city. I don't care. Um, but yeah, I would I actually say... agree with it. I just got I got annoyed at they were kind of like wink. Sometimes they're so <laughs> wink, wink, nod, nod with the like we watched movies in the 1940s that I'm like, okay. Yeah, dude, but like that's because <laughs> that's what George Lucas did with all his shit. You know what I mean? Like that's it's that's what they're, you know, anyway. Um you're, I'm, I'm like a fucking film douche, so you're talking to the wrong person on that one. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so tell me there wasn't some cool shit, though, because it's like, okay, the King Kong stuff at the end, I could do with maybe a hair less of that, whatever, I'll take it or leave it. But the stuff that I fucking loved was, well, A, him, a the shot of him rolling up in the first place. That's a fucking incredible shot when they reveal that. Um, and then he does the Palpatine, do it. When when he fucking rips that motherfucker in half, 
I thought that was hilarious. Um, you get a you get a Wilhelm scream when he you get a proper rancor rampage where like he fucks up probably like ten or twelve dudes just running around where like he, like, he holds it up, shoots. Yeah, we him, finally see the rancor and just, like what what the rancor can do. You know, we never really yeah, got yeah. that in in Return of the Jedi. No, that the damage yeah. that these rancors can take is is ridiculous. All right, I did. I did find it funny, and definitely then saw a lot of memes later too about um, um, Boba being like, "I won't let them destroy my city," and then also Boba five minutes later just like smashing through shit with his fucking rancor. But it's like, okay, so I've also seen the argument of like, oh, why didn't he just get fucking Slave One or his fire spray gunship? Yeah, um, the artist formerly known as yeah, Slave One. Yeah, and it's like okay, arguably could have done, um, but I the the best counter argument that I've heard that is like, a this whole series has been talking about the fact that like nobody sees him as the leader, nobody believes him. They haven't like they even talk in the first episodes like why didn't you ride in on a fucking thing with people carrying you, and so like it's I think the symbolic part of rolling in and people seeing him versus him just being in a ship. And and also arguably that like yeah, Rancor is gonna do some damage, but it's not gonna do as much damage as just fi- flying in a fucking gunship and like blasting away at a bunch of buildings with probably more people in them. So I didn't. That to me wasn't like a big sticking point. But again, I I'm like I I I hundred percent agree with you there. Like if there's two toys I need from the series, it's the Lego. Uh, Naboo and one st- starfighter that's like yep. souped up like a hot rod, yeah. And then the black series Boba Fett on a rancor, like fuck yeah, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> no, and and I I know we talked about it offline, but yeah, that that Naboo starfighter hot rod they've yep. they've leaked images of that, so that's definitely coming. I mean, like it, yeah, and there's a there's a, it, but... a Boba's palace as well. Yeah, yeah, the, that one is pretty. The cool. starship's only like sixty bucks too, so it's not going to like be one of those. 100 plus ones out of that right yep um and then so and then fucking peli motto just rolls up into an active war zone with a toddler um oh yeah with her little robot chariot (laughs) yeah and she's like oh yo what's up and even the even this the very moment where she shows up she's like she she's like oh i can't hear you because of all the explosions and gunfire and fucking whatever. Cause like literally, I don't know how far away you would have to be to not like outside of the city to not be hearing the fucking cacophony of goddamn explosions and destruction that's being caused right now. And then she's like, "Mm, yeah, no, let me go in there with this fucking baby. Like, and just like pool around in a fucking rickshaw and like look around for Mando I, I like when I was rewatching. That's the was, rickshaw like, she uses for her romantic trips with the Jawa out in the starry nights, you know. Bro, but like, fair enough. But but it's like, I that that just fucking blew my mind. Like, really, you're not gonna just like wait until that shit's over and then fucking roll up. But anyway, that I was just like, you're talking about like plot points. That was one. I was like, are you fucking serious? You're just gonna like cruise in here with this baby Dude, anyway I actually didn't also didn't i mean she is just that's kind of where she's at with like she's kind of like a tom bombadil type of character you know <laughs> you know it's really funny so um uh 
her and um the the twilight guy um who is the bumbling fucking idiot who works for the mayor um yeah, I don't uh, his name. whatever his i don't know if what his character's name is but i saw somebody comment because they kind of like start hanging out towards the end of the episode teaming up and somebody was commenting that that they're basically the organic version of r2d2 and c3po that was pretty yeah. funny <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah so then we get the kind of rancor rampage and then i love that the way it ends is literally just cad bane just like big dick energy just walks fucking right up to it and just like blast it in the face with fire and just like no fucking doesn't blink or anything and just and then you know rages off and uh we get the the final showdown with those two um which i liked it a lot i don't know what did you guys think yeah, I thought it was dope. That was uh, that was like my second favorite part of all of it. I think it was a good ending to those two, his relationship. Yeah, right. and just yeah. yeah, that's that's another scene where like as someone who doesn't quite know the whole backstory between Boba Fett and Cad Bane, like I still felt like there was like a lot of history there that they knew each other, they kind of knew each other's like background, and they kind of like are one step of each other. Like they're playing chess and they're like kind of one upping each other the whole right. time. Yeah. And yeah. What, the only like, thing that make. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, where where did the did he have the gaffy stick with him the entire episode? Like, I so he got it. He went and picked it up when he went back to get the rancor. Okay. All right. That's that makes sense. Yeah, so that that's actually one thing that I was kind of like bumming about for a lot of the season is that early on they do all this cool stuff uh, with the Tuscans and and he get they make a big deal out of his whole fucking ceremony to get the weapon and everything, and then all of a sudden he just like doesn't use it the whole rest of the season, and I was just like, fuck, is he really like not gonna use that? Are they not gonna bring that back at any point? Um, and then, yeah, I thought it was really cool that he used it in that scene. Because, uh, yeah, he, he at the beginning when they're just running around uh, blowing shit up, he doesn't have it. But you, you can see it on his back once he's on the Rancor. Well, should we drop our scores? Um, well, okay, but so first of all, the, uh, uh, do you think Cad Bane is dead? Because, I mean, I feel like he's a hard, hard person to kill. And, and there's also, like, all these speculations going around so that, like, earlier when you see him, there's a thing on his chest and it's not blinking or making any noise. And then when he gets fucked up, the last shot of him, it, like, pans over the top of him and the thing starts blinking and it starts making a noise this like little box on his chest so there's people saying like oh maybe I, you're alive maybe he isn't i don't I, know I, I feel like it'd be a good end to him leave him dead but oh chris what are you gonna say i was gonna say well i i thought he was dead at first but then i, I feel like uh right at the end of the episode he's like why don't you go back to your back to tang he's like someone's using it already like boba fett says that i don't so you know oh yeah no, but no, then they think cut to Cobb about Cobb Vance? oh there you go that's probably right okay yeah yeah, I uh, I think 
he's dead, but I think in 10 years he's going to come back with robot legs. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give the, uh, the corporate well, answer where, like, I think for all intents and purposes, he's dead unless, like, they kind of, like, gauge the, uh, the fan response to – <laughs> to Cad Bane on, in live action, they need to bring it back. So it, it's basically whatever the if they find a story. No, I hundred percent agree. I I totally agree with that. But yeah. he, he's like in his seventies in this timeline, so he could come back in live action in a lot of different time periods. Like he could show up in the fucking Cassie and Andor show, or you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Like he could he could come back in a lot. Yeah, of different like time. does his species have like a human lifespan? Is it like can you live like 200 I mean, years or something boba says you're an old man in this episode yeah, so, so, so it's i guess hard like, to yeah, say. yeah time is relevant um, in star wars let's let's yeah right <laughs> but um so yeah there there is definitely like more backstory between the two of them especially in clone wars they team up a few times and cad bane is like basically boba's mentor um and then there's i think at like celebration orlando there was one of those things where dave filoni took some like um uh, incomplete story reels where it's like fully voiced and has all the audio and everything but the animation is basically unfinished if you guys ever saw those that's actually like where the bad batch came from was Bad Batch was originally like an unfinished story arc from Clone Wars that they only released on these basically half finished animatics. Um, yeah, it did that tell the story of how uh, Boba Fett got like the dent in his helmet? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so at, at at one of those panels in in Celebration Orlando, Dave Filoni showed the. Um, you can go watch it on YouTube, but it's the uh, the animatic of. Uh, Boba Fett when he finally starts wearing his armor, uh, having a shootout with Cad Bane on on Tatooine actually, um, and uh, yeah, like Danny said, it it gives him the dent in his helmet, and then also because they like they basically shoot each other at the same time and it ends up being a draw, but in in Bad Batch, which happens after that, and Dave Filoni has said before that he considers all those those story reels to be like canon and considers them to have happened. Um, and then in Bad Batch, you see Cad Bane has like a metal plate on his head where Boba Fett shot him. And then you, you see that same metal plate in, in, uh, in this one when he gets stabbed, when his hat falls off. Yeah, there's definitely much more material that they could uh, tap into if they need to, but... I, I, whether it's in the past or future, I think uh, I, I'm game for both. I, I'm not going to be terribly upset if, if Cad Bane isn't dead after this. Right. But I, if he is dead, I feel like it's a pretty good end to that. Yeah. To that yeah. So it's like, it's it's a good end if, you, if they want to end it here. If not, I'm sure they can find a way to, uh, if, they, if they brought back Darth Maul, they can bring back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. To go to Will's now, uh, robot Now legs. Tamara Morrison saying he wants to like go after Mace Windu on season two and shit. So like <laughs> you can, it's Star Wars, baby. You can bring back oh, yeah. anybody. Um, like literally Boba Fett. Like uh, maybe, yeah, I was gonna everybody say, Darth Maul, we're literally talking about the book of a story of like the most famously yeah. dead 
Star yeah. Wars yeah. character of all time. For sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then there's a little quick scene, like you said, of kind of Grogu calming down the Rancor and then they take a nap and, and whatever. And that's pretty much it. Uh, and then we see Mando and, and Grogu peace out. Uh, and then it ends with them eating a melee run fruit. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I would give, I guess I would give this episode a nine and a half out of 10. This is definitely my favorite episode of, of the whole show. Um, and I guess I would probably give the series overall like an 8.75. Like I liked it a lot. There's a lot of cool shit they did with the character. Um, definitely a few hiccups, but like, also, I've said on multiple occasions in the last few weeks of like, oh, this thing that we just saw is some of my favorite Star Wars I've ever seen. So I feel like I can't be too down on it, considering how many times I've said that recently. Um, there's There's been some weird stuff, but definitely most mostly shit that I liked a lot. I definitely hope there's a season two. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but no, I uh, I definitely really, really like this episode. Um, I'm going to give it an eight just because it didn't give me that same excitement the, uh, the previous like two or three episodes did. But like overall, like the series is an eight for me. Um, I, I enjoyed the Boba Fett stuff a lot. But like, I think for me, why it's not like a 10 out of 10 is, or like, I what I, I think I like it a little bit less than the Mandalorian series series so far. Um, it's just because it seemed a little like all over the place. Right, I think that's fair. All right, I'm. I'll probably give this episode like a seven. And mostly because I'm comparing it to like series finale, Mandalorian series finales, which might be unfair. Um, well, but... I mean, I think it's. it's... It's season finale, so it's not that unfair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, and then I think overall about 7.5 for the series. Like, I'm, I would be totally cool with season two, or I'd be totally cool with Fennec and Boba Fett becoming just kind of part of the Mandalorian show, showing up every once in a while. Like, right. I will not be disappointed either way, I think. Right. I mean, either way, we're going to see- keep seeing those characters for mm-hmm. sure. I'm, I'm actually kind of like in favor of like instead of sticking to like series just kind of having like intertwining like mini series where like it doesn't necessarily matter what the main focus of each season is yeah i think that if they would have called this something other than the book of boba fett people might have reacted to it a little differently like if they had named it something a little more generic or open-ended or whatever like Tatooine story I don't fucking know <laughs> but like about something that, where it's Tatooine not so... Peter bike stories yeah I don't know Spy Kids Peter 3D Kid. game over like call, like just something <laughs> I think just, <laughs> yeah saying it was specifically that and then kind of some people maybe felt like it was a bait and switch and then other people felt like they were glad that they got baited and switched. <laughs> and they were like back to this Mando stuff that people were more invested in, arguably. But um, yeah. 
So for me, I'm going on the episode, I'm going probably uh, a nine. It was one of my favorite episodes of the season. Um, despite, you know, a few little things that make it tarnish it in comparison to episode six. But I, I would say uh, on the series, I'm probably going eight and a half. I, I don't think it lived up to its fullest potential and it definitely was not quite as polished, but yeah, the highs were high. Uh, I would watch the shit out of many more seasons like it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like, I, I felt like there was like another gear that never got in that, like the Mandalorian did. But I, otherwise, I, I completely enjoyed it. Well, shit. I got Looking it. forward to a whole bunch of new fucking Star Wars here pretty soon, though, boys. Yeah, and we're uh, getting into celebration season, too. I know. It's creeping up. I'm, like, still 50-50 with if I'm going to be there or not. But uh, it depends so? on how the uh, the house search goes. How, how the housing right. search goes. Well, yeah, it turns out that's probably a bigger priority than <laughs> place to live, so. Yeah. But, hey, if I, if I land a house, like, next month and have a bunch of cash left over from all I was saving and just hop on a plane to, to LA. Fuck yeah. Yeah, we should start thinking through our, our plans for that soon. Yeah, I, I know. a hotel for, the, for like the five days or whatever, but I got to check that out before I get charged for it. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, let us know, and if you end up not going, we might be able to like take it over. I don't know how that all works, but... yeah. All right, well, uh, I'm going to say it's been another good episode. Hopefully, we'll touch base soon and uh, get you more Stokes and Paul. Uh, good more season, boys. Can handle. Yeah. yeah. All right, good talk. All right, boys. Adios.